Hello, and welcome to How to Fail at College. My name is Paul Crowley. That's Professor Paul Crowley. Yes, it is. And I'm Professor Carl Beckham. How to Fail at College is a podcast about how to survive college or fail miserably trying. Now, today's episode is a special one where we want to cover some recent news items that may be of interest to you. In particular, we want to discuss something that made national headlines, but is of particular local interest to where we are in South Carolina. Carl, how would you describe this piece of news? Uh, Kind of incredible, a little bit baffling, fascinating, infinitely fascinating. I have no other words. Okay. (laughs) Uh, If you had to give us a quick summary, what is it that happened and is currently happening? Uh, So... The big news for the big national news for our alma mater of Coastal Carolina University here in Horry County, South Carolina, is that the cheerleaders have been accused of prostitution. Yes. Um, this came about towards the end of March. Uh, an allegation was made, and the team was suspended based on these allegations and it made a big uproar that many people didn't actually take notice of at the time because we had the final four basketball in South Carolina as a team had actually made it to the final four first time in history women South Carolina won and so all these big things are happening for our state and this kind of just flew under the radar a little bit but it is like you said receiving national attention ESPN has covered it, the Washington Post New York Daily News I mean all these major Outlets from across the U.S. are reporting on what happened. Yay, Coastal! Yes, good yes. job with baseball. Yay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this whole thing started, I guess, early last month with an anonymous letter that uh, was signed a concerned parent mm-hmm. with some allegations of uh, impropriety. It? We'll say. Well put, sir. <laughs> I thought I was the English professor. Uh, <laughs> Allegations of impropriety, everything from drug use and underage drinking, academic fraud, academic fraud, um, stripping. That was that was a big one. Yes. The and it just ran the gamut. Um, fake IDs, buying beer for underage kids. Yes. It's a big one. It, there's a lot packed into that little anonymous letter. And so. When this news initially broke at the end of March, there were some obviously misinformation. We didn't have the complete story. Even then, we're still more details are, are coming to light. The initial reaction that most people had, though, was a little bit of a shock. And then, okay, so this is an anonymous letter that the school received, and based on this anonymous letter, they were going to then suspend the entire cheerleading squad. You can no longer be part of this natural co- national competition you were going to go to. We're going to remove all mention of you from our website, and people thought this is a little bit of an extreme measure. My mistake, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it was a couple weeks prior to actually going to nationals to compete Mm -hmm. that they were punished. And so the only thing I have, though, is I saw that the letter was initially sent on March 7th. The investigation, everything that came to light did not happen with the suspension until March 29th, March 30th. So we have 22 to 23 days. Three weeks went by from when the letter was sent to when the suspension took place. Mm -hmm. And so even though a formal investigation wasn't completed until then, I can kind of see, you know, you have some time to at least gather some initial information. 
And so I don't think their suspension was necessarily hasty because they had time to consider their options. Well, that was the I, I, the impression I got from a couple of the sort pieces I read. Uh, predominantly, actually, WMBF, which is the local NBC affiliate, has been really covering this stuff. Um, I guess the investigation really started in earnest on the 13th, mm-hmm. and then more information came in the 20th, and it was... Uh, text message on the 20th more information came in with a text message where a former cheerleader said yeah the open quote escort service is real close quote so that's an important distinction though that we found out is that they are not prostitutes that is not um, something that has evidence or any kind of backing rather they some of them were involved in an online escort service trying to link them to sugar daddies older men seeking younger Companionship for dates that range anywhere from one hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Ooh, you didn't even look at your notes for that. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. That's one of those. The distinction made there is is is. Well, I think it's necessary. Yes. Um, but it's also kind of odd. But the report claimed again, open quote: the girls did not use their real names and worked through a website called SeekingArrangements.com. Um, the report also confirmed that escorts were paid between 115, as Paul said, and also received payment in the form of gifts such as clothes, shoes, and designer handbags. Yes. Um, with that, I think it's also important to note that there is no confirmation that any of them were strippers. One of them worked as a shot girl in a strip club. Mm-hmm. But I uh, assume there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, yes, there, okay. there is a difference. Um, but also, she has, according again, according to the report, since left both the club and the university. Right. Now, one thing that I came across, this they found one text message that was sent out telling individuals, so the girls on the team, hey, you need to quit working at the strip club until after the national competition. Oh, wow, I missed that. So there were some communications trying to coordinate to avoid maybe the suspension that has taken place, Ooh. things like that. And I know there was... Uh, I saw a text message went out. Apparently, this this service, this website, is also an app, and it was just, "Hey, make sure you delete this from your phone." Phones. Right. Um, so there was. Uh, I guess that would be. I'm not a legal expert. I've watched a couple episodes of Law and Order, but that would be collusion. Uh, so we have to look at it, and in that, technically, if this is an escort service and everything, they have done nothing legally wrong. But there is a big difference between breaking the law and then breaking the rules or regulations or policies of an institution like a university. Very true. I remember there was a previous experience I had uh, doing in-home counseling before I became a professor. And I was working with this one girl who was 15, 16, and she was in the process of being suspended from school. As I'm working with her and the family, hey, what's going on with the hearing? And I remember reading in there at the time, it said, hearsay is permitted. I thought that was intriguing. Uh, I asked a lawyer friend about it, and he said, yeah, they put that in there because it's a school system, make their own rules, and they can use that to get rid of people they don't want in the the system anymore. Yikes. And so the quote-unquote legal procedure here is not a a real legal one. It's the school's internal systems that they have. And so if they have their own rules and policies, which they do, they can enforce those and do the investigations however they want. Huh. So... Yes, they can suspend them. Wow. Even though they haven't done anything illegal because we have their codes of conduct. 
oh. what they expect. And codes of conduct definitely certainly extend a little bit further when you're in athletics in a university In representing the, the school. Now, just to note a few things, to be fair, there are quite a, quite a few criticisms that I've come across and people seeing that, you know, if this was happening to the football team, the same reaction would have not taken place. And that in their own response, the cheerleading squad has asked for privacy in this time because they've been having a very tough time as they t try to attend classes as far as a lot of, well, I mean, bullying, I think would be a good word for it. Yeah, uh, kind of running from that in a slightly different direction, though. Uh, using bullying as a term kind of fascinated me. They, again, the local NBC affiliate interviewed the CEO of the dating website. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. His name is Brandon Wade. He referred to the accusations as bullying. And he said, we should stop this culture of slut shaming. Yeah. I believe he said in there. I mean... I back you on that, but his defense of everything is interesting. Yes. And his argument was, again, going to go with the open quote, college education is so expensive, close quote, that they see a huge percentage of college women signing up for the website looking to find sugar daddies who might help them with school as well as expenses. I'm not touching that one. Um, <laughs> One thing that I saw on Twitter that was interesting, though, one uh, particular thing, this was one of the top posts if you do a search about this. And this woman, uh, I assume a student there, said, Dear CCU, if I send an anonymous letter about parking, will you take it as seriously as a cheerleading allegation? Oh, good heavens, parking was terrible over there. And it's only gotten that's worse. That's all I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Oh, my. But I, I think the questions... Most people have. Do go back to that. Um, and their, their new lawyer, the cheerleaders have hired a lawyer uh, out of the lovely law for firm here in Myrtle Beach. And her allegations point to this as being very gender biased. I don't think we can deny anything like that. I think this, you can definitely see the evidence for it. Um, what I would encourage people to do is, if you are interested in this, is to gather the information, look at it from multiple points of view, look at multiple news reports so you can be clear, because again, there's a lot of misinformation. They said prostitution and stripping, and neither one of those things is 100% accurate. It was, I mean, you can get into the semantics about it, but there's a difference between being a prostitute and being an escort for a date. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. So hopefully that clarified a little bit of what's going on for you um, and piqued your interest to go check out what's going on in the news today. <laughs> okay, uh, it's time for our recommended readings. This is where we each share something that's we've come across in our life somewhere or, or somehow and it caught our attention. Uh, now we want to share it with you and encourage you to check them out. Carl, what is it that you want to recommend? Uh, so mine is a flashback to precede, well, a flash forward to this weekend. I've been hooked on watching old episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 since Netflix has reissued it and has the new series, I think it starts this weekend, with uh, Jonah, Way, Jonah Ray and Patton Oswalt and Felicia Day taking over, um, and the bots are back. So I'm so excited. I, it had been so long since I had seen the horror that is Mano's Hands of Fear, Hands of Fear, so... <laughs> Okay. Uh, my recommended reading is a podcast. Go figure. Shocking. Yep. 
this one is called The Daily. It's released by the New York Times, and it is a podcast that is released every morning around 6 or 6.30. It's only 15, 20 minutes in length, and it gives you just little snippets of news items to be aware of for that particular day. I like the format. I like the things that they cover. I think it's very well done. NPR has also jumped on this bandwagon with their version called Up First, very similar premise. Uh, I tend to like the daily a little bit more, but I do listen to both of them on the way to work, and it's a nice <laughs> way just to know what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, Paul, I just use my Alexa device and ask Alexa what the news is. You're just getting fancy and showing off. That's okay. <laughs> well, folks, that wraps up our show for this week. Thank you so very much for listening in. We appreciate any feedback or questions that you may have, so please reach out to us at fail at college at gmail.com and hey if you guys have any ideas for upcoming shows any suggestions anything you want us to talk about shoot that to us on instagram we're at fail at college and you can find me on twitter with the handle pb crowley if you like the show help us out with a great review and a five-star rating itunes this really helps us out also be sure to subscribe to the show whatever podcast client you use uh, Paul and I produce and edit the show ourselves. Our theme music is by Broke for Free. The outro music comes from Chris Dack. Until next time, we are How to Fail at College. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.